The Vale this week with lovethevale.wales. Register for a free business or events listing at lovethevale.wales. Hello, I'm Matthew Harris. And I'm Nathan Spackman, and welcome to The Vale This Week from Bro Radio. Yes, today we'll take a look at some of the most talked about news stories in The Vale of Morgan over the last seven days, including a 4.9% increase to council tax in the county. We'll hear from council leader Liz Burnett about the decision to increase tax during a difficult time for many residents. And today, when this show is going out on Borough Radio, it is International Women's Day with events to celebrate taking place across the county. Chloe Seaton's been to Penarth Pier for a special event taking place there, and she'll speak to some of those who spoke at the special event. And we'll also hear an author who has released his debut novel called The Boy in Makeup, a coming-of-age story focused on social topics and an insight into what it's like as a gay teenager growing up in South Wales. The Vale This Week with lovethevale.wales, your go-to guide for businesses and events in the Vale of Glamorgan. Visit lovethevale.wales. That was The Vanities with Private Army on Bro Radio. That is one of the tracks of our local music playlist. And if you're an artist in the Vale or across South Wales and would like to get your music played here on Bro Radio, you can email your tracks to music at broradio.fm or you could be featured on a future edition of the show. This is The Vale this week. Now let's take a look back at some of the top local news stories from the past seven days. Council tax in the Vale of Glamorgan will rise by 4.9% this April as a proposal were voted through at a full meeting on the council on Monday. That's despite proposals from Conservative Group to utilise reserves and freeze council tax, and another proposal from Plaid Cymru to utilise less reserves and only increase by just over 2%. Liz Burnett is the leader of the Vale of Morgan Council and earlier explained the, de- the decision behind the rise. It, it was a very difficult decision and and in, in I'm actually pleased that we managed to keep it at, at below half of the current rate of in inflation when people within our, our within the veil are, are facing inflation plus type um increases in so many other areas i think i think last thing i heard was foods about sort of 17 18% or something so so you know it, it, it's i'm pleased that we've been able to keep it to that level although as i said um any any increase has to be very carefully thought through and you mentioned some of the PR around this, the uh, higher than expected settlement from the Welsh government. This is obviously still a rise over residents. Um, you said this budget is something that will support the most vulnerable residents yet. And obviously an increase is likely going to impact those most vulnerable, probably most of all. What's your message to those who are, are really struggling right now in the Vale of Glamorgan with continued increase in costs? You mentioned food there and now council tax from April, who potentially might struggle a little bit more because of this extra rise. Yes. Yeah, it's difficult. Um I think what I would say is that the council actually faces exactly those pressures as well. And so, you know, we we face, you know, the 11% inflation on all of our services. So in terms of, of what we've had to do to get our own increase back to half of, of that level inflation is we've we've had to cut some areas of services. We've had to use some of our reserves so you know where we faced well probably more extreme issues in terms of fuel because we didn't have the um the rebates that that um householders had so we've had to use some of our reserves to try and smooth out that that's what's projected to be a spike in in fuel costs um we've 
in terms of, of protecting the most vulnerable, you know, we, we've put millions extra into our social care services so that we can continue to, to provide um, care packages for, for our most vulnerable. We've put in, I think it's, it's either nine or 10 million into schools. Um, so again, so that, that we, we protect those for, for our young people. Um, and we have, you know, Welsh Government did give us an increase this year and we're incredibly grateful for it, but it didn't meet the scale of the pressures that we were facing. In total, we had about 38 million um, the, the gap in our, our budget. So by the time you add in what comes from Welsh Government and you add in council tax and, and that sort of thing, um, we've we've had to some investments that we wanted to do in terms of you know building things or service deliveries that sort of stuff we we've had to put to one side until the situation changes so we've cut potential projects and investments back from 5 million down to 1 million um and it's it's a whole raft of different things that we've done to be able to return a balanced budget because councils are not allowed to have an overdraft councils aren't allowed to return a, a deficit budget, which which some some public organisations can, but but we can't. So by by the tenth of, of March, we have to be able to communicate a balanced budget to Welsh government. That was Vale of Morgan Council leader Liz Burnett. Meanwhile, leader of the Conservative group George Carroll described the increase as taking with one hand and taking with another. You can get more on this story on the news pages at broradio.fm. Elsewhere, three teenagers have been arrested and bailed following a robbery in Barry. Detectives questioned two 15-year-olds and a 14-year-old after one person was robbed in the Barry Road area last Thursday night. Stolen property included a mobile phone and a laptop was later recovered. A spokesperson for South Wales Police told Bro Radio News that the suspects are on bail and inquiries are continuing. Last month, the owner of Barry Island's Pleasure Park, Henry Donter, unveiled his plans for a new holiday camp in the Vale. Mr Dante purchased a plot of land on Hayes Road in Sully, saying it was the biggest plot of land I could find, but the public reaction to his plans have been mixed. Over the weekend, T. Havin published their own response, stating that the tranquility of their hospice is crucial, saying the security, safety, privacy and tranquility of our hospice and its sensory and memorial gardens is of paramount importance. The charity has also welcomed anyone involved in development to get in touch to discuss the plans and its work further. A farmer says it's been a mental battle living with the prospect of losing his home after it took another step towards being saved from being turned into a business park. Gethin Jenkins, whose family have worked on Model Farm in Bruce for generations, said he was delighted when the Vale Council's planning committee voted against plans to build a business park on his land. However, he conceded the family is not celebrating too hard yet. The planning committee's decision could still be appealed by applicants, legal and general. And separated recycling collections will be rolled out to the eastern parts of the Vale from next month. Residents in Penarth, Sully, Clandock and Innispowys will be required to sort their recycling into individual containers, a system already running in other parts of the county. The new system comes into force from Monday the 17th of April, with the council this week starting to deliver grey caddies and white and orange bags to residents affected by the changes. And you can read more on these stories, plus submit your own local news via the news pages at broradio.fm. There is so much to discover in the Vale of Glamorgan with lovethevale.wales. Find vibrant, brilliant and highly skilled high streets, side streets and home enterprises. Remarkable restaurants, friendly well-stocked bars, pubs and trendy night spots. 
adrenaline-filled, family-friendly days out, or those places to sit back, relax, and simply enjoy a good book. Whether you're a local or a visitor, start your discovery now at lovethevale.wales. On the day the show goes out on Bro Radio, it is International Women's Day, a day to celebrate women's achievements, raise awareness about discrimination and take action to drive gender parity. A number of events have taken place across South Wales, including at Penarth Pier. And our reporter, Chloe Seaton, went along to find out more about the event. So I'm with um, Jane O'Leary, who is the Sector Director for Education and ISG. Thank you so much for, for talking with us for International Women's Day. You've been in the construction industry for 38 years and you mentioned in your chat that 14% uh, of people in the construction industry are women, so that number is still quite low. I just wondered, from your opinion, you know, why is that number the way that it is? Why is it hard to encourage girls into the construction industry? What are the bar- barriers that they're facing? I think there are a number of things. So some of them still see construction as an outdated industry without seeing the wider industry that construction is. So yes, it is about your plumbers, your carpenters, your roofers, but it's also about visualization teams, it's about digital technologies. What sort of the things can women do? Are they looking to change into the construction industry? Yeah, so there, there are all sorts of programs out there. One of the programs that we run uh, over Vale was called Changing Bases. And this is the one that Liz referred to. So this is where it was sponsored by the CITB and with the take women in. So these were people that have been carers, that had been um, in the nursing profession, and had all wait in the suits to have a look at the opportunity of working in construction. So they came and did like a trial, like I say, to learn about the ISVIS and head growth. And one of those went on to get her uh, licenses to be able to drive for parents at the JCB. So fantastic. So there are all different programs. We take our pays and work experiences, so lots of opportunities, and and that's what I would say. Because even if it's not for you, you will know it's there from what you try it. And that's what I'll say to any person, particularly young man, with you know, having time. We you know we take people who work the major construction companies. And just finally, to finish off, so what is your message for people um, to help them achieve equalities? It's about uh, seeing uh, actually quite firstly minded about what you want and making sure we can go out uh, and achieve that. Um, so when I did school for time, they wanted me to, to look at anything other than buildings. But that's what I wanted to do. And that's, you know, I'm so glad that I followed my Wilkes Tid run wasn't contained by whatever stick of you if you wanted to do something go out there and do it you're listening to the veil this week from bro radio we'll have a look at what's going on in the county in the vale of Glamorgan over the next week and speak to local author anthony connor roberts who's written a book a first of its kind to focus on a young boy who wears makeup where is the map i ain't got it captain i swear to you on my life <laughs> well that's a very appropriate choice of language now ain't it jimmy skin him alive <laughs> Come and see Treasure Island at the Paget Rooms in Penarth on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of March. Go to ticketsource.co.uk forward slash pods to get your tickets now or I'll come and find you. Yo, ho, ho and a bottle of rum.
You're listening to The Veil this week from Bro Radio. Whether you're looking for something to do with the children, a night out or an adventure, let's have a look at some of the events we found and you've listed at lovethevale.wales taking place in the Vale of Glamorgan over the next week. The Lowdown with Chris Davis Estate Agents, a local family-run company serving the Vale of Glamorgan for five decades. Let our family move your family. Find out more at chris-davis.co.uk. On Friday, the 10th of March, it's film night at the Bonfelston Reading Room. This month's screening is the 12-rated Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, a comedy drama starring Leslie Manville as a cleaning lady who becomes obsessed with a client's dress. Entrance is £5 with doors opening at 7pm for the show to start at 7.30 with a bar and refreshments on site. On Saturday 11th, a spring craft fete will take over Roos Community Centre. Running from 10am to 3pm, over 25 craft stalls will be in attendance with all money raised going to Rogsmud's Reborn Cat Rescue. Entry to the event is just £1. It's currently a fair trade fortnight and as part of a series of events in Barry, Carrie's Deli is hosting a tasting day for you to find out more about the difference buying fair trade products can make and the taste difference for yourself. Donations are welcome at the event, which runs at 23 Park Crescent from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. with donations split between Fair Trade Foundation and the DEC Turkey Appeal. From the 9th to the 11th of March, the Spring Concert Players are inviting you to a fun-filled musical voyage with Cole Porter's timeless Anything Goes at the Paget Rooms. The colourful musical comedy is set upon a transatlantic liner heading from New York to England with a motley bunch of passenger and crew. Billy, a young New York stockbroker, is madly in love with the beautiful heiress Hope Harcourt. While staying goodbye to his boss, the blustery Alesha Jai Whitney, Billy spies Hope embarking and immediately decides to stow away and win her heart. And Firefest begins in Barry on Friday the 11th of March and runs until the 24th of March with a series of offers on high streets across the town for just £5. By purchasing, you'll help support your local economy. And if you're a fan of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, then watch the story of their journey come to life with Walk Like a Man at the Memo Arts Centre. Featuring a range of classic songs, this show is the only winner of the National Tribute Awards two years running. Find out more at thememoartscentre.co.uk. On Sunday, 12th of March, visit St Andrew's Major Golf Club for their monthly farmer's market. Meet the producers of amazing local food, including breads, pastries and cakes, fresh meat, fruit and veg, cheeses and many, many more. It runs with a series of local makers from 9am till 12.30pm with free parking on site. Meanwhile, Dennis Powers Wild About Nature is holding a spring seed giveaway at Merch Community Centre on Sunday the 12th. All are welcome to attend and find out about sowing seeds to help pollinators. There'll be free seeds and seed wraps, children activities, and the chance to sow sunflower seeds to take home. Entry is free for the event, which runs from 2pm to 4pm. Or head to Panathpia for the Chamber Music Festival fundraiser concert for 2023, launching the Summer Festival programme with a series of performers for your enjoyment. All proceeds from the event will go towards this year's festival, with doors opening on the pier at 3pm. And you can find out more about these events and many others by visiting lovethevale.wales where you can also submit your event details to be mentioned on Bro Radio and The Veil This Week. The Veil This Week with lovethevale.wales. Register for a free business or events listing at lovethevale.wales. 
So you're listening to The Veil this week from Bro Radio. An author from Barry has released his debut novel called The Boy in Makeup, a coming-of-age story focused on social topics and an insight into what it's like living as a gay teenager growing up in South Wales. Anthony Connor Roberts is the author of the book and joins us now. Anthony, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and your story about growing up in Barry as a gay teenager. Um, so I'm not actually originally from Barry. I've only been here for the last four four years, but I grew up in Newport. Um, and yeah, when I was growing up, there wasn't much representation, you know, on TV and things like that. It's only been recently, um, the last 10 years, I would say. Um, so yeah, growing up, I was kind of um, not sure, you know, if I would be accepted and things like that. And I've always had a interest in makeup. So that's why it was really important for me to write this story as the perspective of a young gay male growing up in South Wales. And taking some of those experiences, obviously you've turned them into this book. So what led to deciding to take your own experiences and turn that into a book? Uh, Just to have representation really for young people that are growing up right now that were like me. Um, And uh, yeah, I've been a bit cheeky with this book because even though I grew up in Newport, uh, the, the fictional town in South Wales is called Oldport. So it's little things like that that are thrown into the into the book. So for anyone thinking of picking up the book then, tell us a little bit about what they can expect from it. So it's a really uh, easy to read story. Uh, it's short. So if you're someone that doesn't really pick up many books, uh, it's a nice, easy read and a first book to get into. Uh, even if you're not in uh, the LGBTQ community, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a story that everybody can enjoy. And obviously, talking about yourself as growing up in South Wales, the world's become a little bit more accepting nowadays, but still many young teenagers will grow up facing very similar challenges to you in their schools, wherever they are. So how do you hope a book like this will help them? And what's the message you have to someone who's maybe listening, who may be growing up in a, in a similar position to you? Yeah, so in the story there... Uh, the main character, Corey, he does face um, homophobia. And there's also topics about, you know, family members not agreeing with, um, you know, being gay. And the main premise of the story is just, um, you know, being your authentic self and finding people that will accept you kind of thing. So if anybody is um, growing up gay in South Wales, this is a perfect story that they'll be, be able to identify with. And the book is available now. So where can people purchase a copy and find out more? Yes. So the book is available on Waterstone's website and also on Amazon. And then in America, it's Barnes & Noble and Walmart. I don't know if there's any American listeners listening. Well, it sounds like a great book. Hopefully something that people will pick up as well. There'll be more details on our news pages soon. Anthony, thank you very much for chatting to us and talking about this brilliant new book. Thank you so much, Nathan, for having me. This is The Veil This Week from Bro Radio. Still to come, Gareth joins us for all the latest local sport, including a rare setback at Jenner Park, and we'll hear from Sophie Ingle, OBE. There is so much to discover in The Veil of Morgan with lovethevale.wales. Find vibrant, brilliant and highly skilled high streets, side streets and home enterprises, remarkable restaurants, friendly well-stocked bars, pubs and trendy night spots. Adrenaline-filled, family-friendly days out or those places to sit back, relax and simply enjoy a good book. Whether you're a local or a visitor, start your discovery now at lovethevale.wales. 
You're listening to The Veil this week from Bro Radio. And to wrap things up, it's time for our roundup of the week's local sport with our reporter, Gareth Joy. Hello, Gareth. Thanks for joining us again. Hello, Nathan. Good to be back with you. So let's start off at Jenna Park. And it's a rare off day for the Cymru South leaders this season, is it? It was indeed uh, a one-all draw at home to Ammonford. It's not often where you've seen Bowie drop points, especially since last August. I don't think they've even dropped points in the league at home since then, but uh, it all fell really to uh, that man, Lee Trundle. Of course, Ammonford, big spending club, somewhat underachieving, even though they've been able to attract the likes of Trundle and Leon Brisson to their ranks in recent seasons. And it was Trundle who cancelled out Luke Cooper's opener as the visitors became the first team to take points from the league leaders, both at home and away this season. That's the bad news. Good news is Bowie is still nine points clear at the top of the table. 21 league games unbeaten. Indeed, a colleague of mine was saying just the other day that really it should more or less see Bowie return to the company premiere. Of course, there is the question as well of um, getting the Tier 1 licence as well, because that is a prerequisite for uh, playing in the top flights. But uh, some people will reckon that that's probably what shouldn't be too much of a problem. But nonetheless, uh, yes, a bit of a, a bit of a setback. But uh, Bowie still nine points clear at the top, despite that draw uh, on Saturday. And next up is a top of the table clash with second place Britain Ferryland Sowell at Old Road on Friday night. That should, I reckon, um, uh, put a bit more distance uh, between them as, as things stand because Britain Ferry, they were they were said to be one of the favourites, of course, at the start of the season to uh, get the title. And of course, they attracted a lot of former Lanterick major players from last season and Carl Lewis. Well, Lewis has since gone. And of course, they've lost quite a bit of traction. Or even Tom Walters has, uh, has uh, scored as many goals uh, so far this season. So it'll be an interesting clash at Old Road this coming Friday. And now down the road to Lanterick major. They've got a good run of form, continuing with a dramatic win on the road. Yes, indeed. It has overcome quite a bit, actually, at Trevelin uh, on uh, Saturday to win uh, 1-0. In fact, they were played most of the game with uh, just 10 men. Nathan Jones was sent off midway through the first half. But Matty Kimmins' second-half goal was enough to extend their unbeaten run to six games. Trevelin, in fact, have had an even more eventful week because, of course, they sacked their manager, Andrew Mumford, and replaced him with Michael Walters until the end of the season. In fact, they had two goals ruled out either side of the break. As for Lantwitz, well, now 12 points clear of the drop zone. And in fact, Stephen McCarvey-Campbell's men are now talking about aiming for a top six finish as the season approaches its end, rather than just simply staying in the league, which they've more or less achieved. Uh, only goal difference, in fact, preventing Lantwitz from outseating Carmarthen in the top six as attention turns to next Saturday's trip to Combran Celtic. And next, it's been another big week for Landock Sophie Ingle, a League Cup final and a royal visit to Windsor. Indeed. Uh, met the Prince of Wales yesterday uh, to collect her OBE for services to football. The Wales and Chelsea defender from Landock, you'll recall, was among several footballers named in the King's New Year's Honours list. And that was off the back of uh, a League Cup uh, final defeat, as a matter of fact, uh, to their uh, fierce rivals, Arsenal, at the weekend. Sky Sports News caught up with it. Sky Sports News caught up with the Wales captain just after her big day at Windsor. I play football online. I love the sport, um, but to receive an award like this is unexplainable. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's been a lovely morning here at Windsor, um, sharing it with my family. It's, it's been really special. 
What's been your family's reaction to the award? Yeah, they're just so proud. I think they're more proud than me, probably. Um, yeah, it's just nice to be able to share these these moments with them, you know, away from the football pitch. And let's talk about Chelsea a little bit. Disappointing result on Sunday. How are you feeling after that? Yeah, it's a tough one to take. We weren't obviously at our best and credit to Arsenal. They were they were firing that day and they fully deserved that trophy. I think obviously we had to analyse the game yesterday as a team, which is, is always tough to do after a defeat, especially in the cup. But yeah, we'll bounce back. I know we will. And we've come back from worse. And you've got a lot to play for this season as well. Still Champions League, still the FA Cup and the league is well, very tight this year, very different league. Is it exciting to be a part of Chelsea right now? Yeah, it's really exciting. I think you want the next game to come around as quick as you can. And yeah, it's just relentless. It's game after game. We, we have three games a week, most weeks, because we're in the Cups and Champions League, like you said. And then we go on to play international football in a few weeks again. So yeah, it's relentless, but it's, it's a great place to be. Sophie Engel, and as she mentioned, uh, disappointments, uh, of course, against uh, Arsenal in that Continental League Cup final, losing 3-1, ending the Blues' hopes of a quadruple, but of course, still aiming for the treble this season. Next, on to rugby, and for one team here in the Vale, their league campaign has reached a bit of a crossroad. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to play an old TV theme tune at this point here, but <laughs> let's not. Uh, we're talking about Bowie, of course, who went down... 32-29 at home to Unisable in the Admiral League. A crossroads, you say, the words of uh, head coach Liam Scott's uh, inconsistencies becoming a bit of a habit again. Quote, at the beginning of the season, we had a blueprint, blueprint and it worked. Suddenly, they go off piste and decide not to, not to do what we're asking them to do. When we do it, we scored tries. When we didn't do it, we lose to Unisable, who's got a side who hadn't even won uh, up to uh, last Saturday, in fact. Uh, that's not to discredit Unissable. They came here to play, not to spoil. It's more about us and our attitude. So a lot to think over for Bowie ahead of their next game uh, away at uh, Mountain Ash on Saturday, March the 25th. The other results, Dennis Powis, uh, their poor run continuing as well, going down to redevelling 44 points to 15. But Cowbridge won at uh, Gilbach Goch in Division 2, 26 points to 5. Penarth, defeat for them as well, 23-10 at uh, home to St Albans. Division 4, Old Penarthians going down 61-10 at Slandaff. Thank goodness, Lantrop Major won. They beat Gwenevedd by 24 points to 10. And Sully Sports, judged, just edged out by Whitchurch, 21 points to 19 in Division 5. Thank you for listening to The Veil this week. The programme is all about the stories, issues and events affecting the towns and villages that make up The Vale of Glamorgan. So if you've got something you'd like us to feature, then you can get in touch with us via Vale This Week at Radio.fm or find us on social media. Vale This Week is on air each Wednesday from 7pm on Bro Radio, or you can find us anytime, wherever you grab your podcasts. The Vale This Week with LoveTheVale.Wales Your go-to guide for businesses and events in the Vale of Glamorgan. Visit LoveTheVale.Wales